Homie says, Zach, I just can't catch a break. I said, yeah, tell me a little bit more about what's going on. He's like, the kids are going crazy. I feel like I'm just so overwhelmed with my work. I'm constantly busy. My anxiety's up. My stress levels are up. Good reason. Gives me a lot of good reasons why it just feels as if he can't catch a break. But then what we do next is we begin to dissect his day-to-day actions and behaviors. The things that are within his control. Many of the things that occur in our life are not in our control. This might be you're in a career. You might be able to control what career you're in, right? But you're already in it. So you're in this career and you're getting overwhelmed with work and overtime. Like you already had kids. Like, yeah, you control if you didn't have kids or not, but you chose to have kids and now they're driving you crazy. This is part of having kids. And you're feeling overwhelmed in those moments. Like there's certain things that we can't control in the moment. So we start dissecting these things and we start paying attention. Like what is in our control? So I break down his day and we start finding that my man's not waking up early. He usually lets his kids wake him up. So they start in a frantic every morning. Oh, there we go. That's inside our control. He says, what? I said, you waking up an hour early to set the tone in your home. We could also kill two birds with one stone. We went ahead and we got him a treadmill, 350 bucks off Amazon, a set of 30 pound dumbbells and a ruck. Now he does a treadmill workout every morning. He, he little, did a little add-on and, and followed on what I encourage you to do, which is get a red light, which really just get you vibrating first thing in the morning. And he did that. So now we're taking control of it. Kind of killed two birds with one stone. It was he woke his kids up, so he started setting the tone with his kids. But on the backside is the physical training of both zone two cardio training, but also lifting weights. What it did was it started helping him strengthen himself so now he didn't feel anxiety he didn't feel so much pent up energy he says you know i I still get get anxious sometimes in the morning if i have a lot to do at work whatever but i tell you dude that that first hour has become my sanctuary that is my time it needs to be uninterrupted and he he sees it in real time next thing you know as as a result of that his kids aren't nearly as crazy first thing in the morning because he's setting the tone He's less overwhelmed. He's less anxious. So they're feeding off of more of that sage energy. The next one, now we go into his work. I'm overwhelmed with projects and I'm up to my neck in these things, man. I said, okay. I said, well, and, and he's, he has the ability to work kind of like he's, he works half the time at home, half the time in his corporation. So like he's, he's like half and half. Uh, doesn't always even go to the office. I said, well, let's look at your days then. So we started looking at the schedule again. We go back to the schedule. Like, where are we spending time? And we started realizing on the weekends, he slept in a few extra hours. <laughs> yeah, you get the theme, right? So now he wakes up an hour early like he always does. Same time. Wakes up at 5 o'clock every morning. He does that on the weekends too. And every once in a while, I let him sleep in until 6 or 7 if they're out late that night. But typically, he wakes up around the same time most weekend days. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And what he'll do then is do his hour workout. He needs it for his mental, physical health, but then he chips away an hour of work. Just chips away at it. Keeps up on his emails. All of a sudden, you compound that over four weeks. He's like, dude, work is in a much better position. Still a little crazy, 
but just that little hour or two on the weekends has really helped. We also started stealing a little time. They took his son to baseball practice, and you know they're they're inside like some complex doing batting practice. And he drops his son off, and he does work while his son's at batting practice. I used to just sit there on my phone, anyways. I might as well get some things done, so it's more concentrated effort. The next thing was lacking productivity in his work. He's like, dude, it's so hard, and so many of you will relate to this. You you will relate to this if you work from home. It's really, really hard for so many of us to work at home because it's hard to bridge this gap between like we're working, we're also at home, and and family don't always fully understand that boundary to recognize you're working, and you might feel like either guilty because you're not doing certain things. I said, man, you got to get away from the house, even on the days that you work from home, for three or four hours. And you get away for a few hours, and you crank out as much possible work as you can so that when you go home, you can be more present and fully available. You're not half in in each spot. He compounded this over four to six weeks. The dynamics inside of his home were so much healthier, but also he was so much more productive with his business, with his work for his corporation. We keep digging on things. We start recognizing there are certain things now that are just simply out of his control and we, we really can't adjust schedule. It just is what it is. Maybe it's a struggling relationship with a significant other and just trying to reconnect again. And I got young kids and it's hard to go on dates. It's just really hard to, to reconnect. And, you know, we'll do different things like, you know, go for walks and plan dates, but we're trying to rebuild that back up. And what might happen in this process for him is, you know, maybe his wife is short. Maybe his wife's not fully being down with the progress that he's making. It takes time. And what we worked on in this is what we can control is not what our wife says, but our response to our wife. So if she's still short with you, if she's maybe bitter about X, Y, Z, it is up to you to rise in maturity to be able to absorb what she's going through, where she's at, and where that's being stemmed from. That might look like asking questions or honoring those feelings in that moment. See, we didn't focus our time, energy, and efforts together on the things that were outside of our control. We focused on the things that we were able to control. Our schedule, our energy, our efforts, and our responses. If you want to make change in your life, you stop worrying about who's in politics, what your boss is doing, what your wife's doing. You stop worrying about what everyone else is doing and how that's affecting you. You get out of the passenger seat You put yourself in the driver's seat and you start controlling your life where you can control it. And when your life is outside of your control, when circumstances and adversities happen that are outside of your control, you focus on how you can control your reactions, how you can control how you respond to these moments of adversity. Sending you love, my brother. Peace. I have been in the coaching space for over a decade And in my time, I've been able to work with a lot of men, uh, hundreds and hundreds, in some capacity, well over a thousand. But I want to speak more directly to those that I've been able to work with in a more intimate setting, whether this be retreats, smaller groups at my gym, one-on-one coaching at my gym, one-on-one coaching virtually through at least six plus months. 
And I've been able to draw a correlation between all of the guys that I've worked with over the years. And this correlation I've drawn was those who end up finding success in their life and those who don't. If I was able to boil it down to one reason, it is this reason. Those who find success have a greater ability to bounce back from adversity than those who don't. See, in this process of overcoming limiting beliefs, in this process of building a more bulletproof mind, body, spirit, you will have ups and downs, you will have ebbs and flows. And those who lack the long-term success that they desire, they harbor too long in their lows. They actually begin to attach their identity to their lower self. And in this process of becoming enmeshed with your lower self actions, you start to view who you are as an individual as a deficit. And then you go from, I'm hard on myself, to you're being just very mean to yourself. If you want to acquire the success that you desire through 2024, you must be willing to bounce back from bad days, bad weeks, and bad months. You must be willing to not attach your identity with the actions from your lower self. I call it short-term memory loss. No matter how great you do today, you have to line back up tomorrow like today never happened. No matter how bad you were yesterday and how many mistakes you made and how much you set yourself back yesterday, you must have short-term memory loss as if it didn't happen. You gotta line back up today, give your best effort with every circumstance and every situation that comes in front of you. If you start operating this way, you'll begin to realize that this life in this process of pursuing betterment, it's not linear. It really is up and down, up and down. But the more months and the more years you continue in process, you'll begin to feel like, realize that your lows aren't as low as they used to be. And you begin to realize too that when you have these achievements and the highs, when you set this goal and you finally reach it, and it'll feel good for a second. Like it'll feel good for a minute, maybe a day. And then you're immediately gonna be on to the next thing. You're gonna have another goal, something else you're trying to achieve. So the lows, once you learn to not feel them and identify with them, they don't feel so low. But also the highs, well, they ain't that great either. The glory, the, the true overcoming, the true belief, it is built in process. Fall in love with the process, my friends. Sending you guys so much love today. Peace.